Well, my husband, Matt, and I have a bit of a friendly rivalry about our cell phones. I am an iPhone devotee, and Matt is an Android fan. And as I began thinking about this month's series on traveling and moving through our sometimes challenging and hectic world, I was reminded of a digital disagreement about which phone is best that we had. And several years ago, when I still lived in Virginia, we were trying to make our way home from a new area. And I didn't quite know the way, and so I asked Siri to guide me home. Now, some of you who are a little younger may not know this, but GPS and cell phone map technology didn't always work as well as it does now. People would tell stories of being guided to a road that was actually a cornfield or to take a bridge that didn't actually exist. And so for us, Siri led us onto a highway and it told us to take an exit. And then Siri said, get on the highway and take the same exit. And we did this a total of four times before we realized Siri's probably not going to get us to where we need to be. Our scripture reading that you are about to hear finds the Israelites also on an unusual journey at the end of something and at the beginning of something new. They had been liberated from their bondage in Egypt and were looking for directions to get home but they didn't have a Garmin or an iPhone or Google Maps to guide them. And so the Israelites had to do something a little bit more risky. They had to trust in a higher power. When the Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, though it was nearer. For God thought, if the people face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt and prepared for battle. And Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites, saying, God will surely take notice of you, and then you must carry my bones with you from here. They set out from Succoth and camped at Etham, on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way, and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light, so that they might travel by day and by night. I think about those Israelites as they set out on their journey in the wilderness. Our text says that they went through a roundabout way, a way that was designed to protect them and keep them safe. And I think about them and I marvel at what they must have felt as they set out. You know, they were being guided by God, the Lord. You know, the scripture says, who went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to give them light. And whether it was day or night, they were surrounded by this light that showed them the way. I marvel at this because I often believe, while I often believe that God is with me on my journey, I don't have a pillar of light to help guide me. What I have is my faith, yes, 
And while that is helpful to me, I confess that at times I wish God made God's self known just a little more clearly sometimes. Do you ever feel that way? We are, all of us, travelers, moving from place to place, moment to moment, sometimes sure of where our feet are headed, and sometimes, like my malfunctioning iPhone, we feel as if we're just getting on and off the same ramp day after day, the same experiences, the same challenges, the same doubts, the same fears, and we try to mollify ourselves with all kinds of distractions, right? Our, our social media accounts, our television shows. I'm re-watching The Nanny, by the way. It's incredible. Old struggles and challenges. And sometimes we fill these things with addictions of all kinds. And we do this, I feel, because we, while we are living the best lives that we can, because we are often unable to see the path before us and where we are headed, we become afraid. We're unsure of where God is taking us, and so when an encounter or a challenge of whatever kind comes, we doubt whether God is really with us on the journey after all. I think if we're honest, we've all been there. I've been there, and that's okay. Perhaps you are sitting here today unsure of where you are on your journey of life. Perhaps you are thinking about a recent health scare or someone close to you is suffering and you don't know how to help them. And we think to ourselves, okay, God, you're supposed to be on my side, and now this? What are you doing to help me anyway? Or maybe you are experiencing frustrating days at your job or you've been laid off or you're working at a place that just isn't the right fit, and you think, all right, God, you brought me here. And this isn't where I'd like to be. What's your deal? Perhaps you look at the state of affairs in our world today and you begin to feel that evil seems to be winning. Those who have created the systems of pain and suffering in this world seem to be winning. And those that we love and care for are struggling. You might think, where is God in any of this anyway? And that is a good question. And I often wonder, with all of the things that I see in this world, what is it that God sees? What is it that God is doing if, although I believe that this world is good and whole and holy and abundant, I just don't see it? What's God up to anyway? I wonder if it is possible that given everything we see, we still don't see everything that God sees. Now, I'm not excusing the pain and suffering of this world in any way. There is room for us to talk about why God seems to let bad things happen. That is legitimate. And I know we've talked about it here before. But let's go back for a moment now to the Israelites who are on their journey away from the Philistines. And the scripture mentions something you may have missed. Moses carries with the people the bones of Joseph. That's weird, right? Why would they do that? 
In Genesis 50, we find Joseph with his brothers, and Joseph tells them that he is about to die. But he says that God will visit the people sometime later and bring them to the land that he swore he would give to them. And he makes his brothers swear an oath that his bones would travel with the people to this new place. And so for around 400 years, the people of Israel kept Joseph's bones with them, maybe in a box of some kind, an ossuary, we don't know for sure. And it must have been an an incredible moment when the Israelites were headed into this new place, this new land, knowing that they had trusted for so long, believed for so long, and now they were going where those bones could finally be at rest. When we travel, when we journey, we all carry something of value with us. For some of us, it's a certain place on earth we we love to visit and, and we love to share it with people. And if you don't travel much, maybe it's just your favorite coffee shop or a a favorite store, a place you just love to connect with. For some of us, it's a little more intangible, a meaningful lesson we learned as a child, something that we hold close to ourselves that helps us to get on, to continue on each day. For me, it's a memory of my grandmother holding my hands, and letting me know that no matter what, no matter who I am or what I do, she would always love me. And so wherever I travel in life, wherever I go, I carry that memory with me. For some of us, it might be an experience in our lives that has changed us immensely, perhaps a deep trauma or a great joy. I want to invite you today and in the month ahead as we explore journeys, to find that experience, that memory, that thing that helps you on that journey, on that adventure as you move through each day. And why? Why would I ask that? Life isn't easy. And as we grow and as we head out into the world, we will encounter pain and suffering. But we will also experience moments of great joy. And that's what traveling this road of life is all about, the reality of constant change. As we travel on our journey, we remember that our lives are about seeing it through with dignity and courage and love for ourselves and for those around us. Now, if you couldn't think of anything just a moment ago that would help you on your life's travels, let it be this, that your life, like those seashells, is unique. Your life is special. And wherever you go and whatever you do, you are traveling with God. But I want you to know one more thing about this invitation that I've given you to to discover. If you're at a point in your life where you just couldn't name that thing that keeps you going, or you're at a point where you feel that this life's journey is just too hard, too much, I want you to know that you are loved and that I see you today because I know that this 
journey is hard. And so please reach out to me or to Aaron or someone that you trust because our lives are not meant to be traveled alone. I have an album that's on heavy rotation right now called Wait Till I Get Over by Duran Jones. It's on Bandcamp if you have that app. And one of the tracks that I keep on repeat is this interlude of Duran speaking about a song that he's done called See It Through. And for me, his words are an invitation to see my life and my life's journey as a call to live with purpose and intention, to live trusting that I have value and worth as we all do, even when the journey that we are on is sometimes challenging. And this is what he says. Seeing it through sometimes means getting by with just our self-esteem. The ability to learn that failing a few times could absolutely be necessary. Giving yourself a chance to see it through when the destination is wrought with mountains and valleys and rivers between us. It means taking that first step. And though our feet are bruised from thorns pricking, things trying to immediately tarnish and drain us, our calloused feet must continue to move on. It is within these moments we are reminded of our humanness and that sometimes we have to fake it until we make it. Yes, we recall those moments and we still move to dream. And we sometimes fail with a lost hope of succeeding. But it's a dual reality that we must face with sublime intuition and strongest intentions of seeing it through. My friends, let us be encouraged today, knowing that God oftentimes takes us through challenges that are less than they might have been, but let us know, too, that whatever challenge we face, we are not alone. We have fellow travelers with us as we go on our way, as we continue on our life's journey. Let us remember that even in the midst of life's most significant challenges, we are connected. We are guided by friends and family, even strangers who are the hands and feet of God in this world. And we are guided by God's loving embrace every step we take. So let's continue on the journey, one foot in front of the other, not always sure where we're going or what's going to happen next, but confident that God knows the way. Confident that God is with us even now. Amen.